cool. Hello and welcome to Two Oceans Vibe Radio. I am so excited to be here today. As you know, the show is all about celebrating individuals that make a difference in other people's lives. I love celebrating people and I love people who actively make an effort to help other people live better lives. And that's why I had to ask my good friend, Sajin, to come and join me in studio today because he is a little tech marketing genius. And um, I'm going to let him introduce himself, himself to you, but then he's going to give you 10 actionable tips that you guys can use as entrepreneurs, as business owners to help your business right now. So Saj, welcome to Two Oceans Vibe. How are you doing? I'm good and you, Susanna. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. It's uh, been a, a, a really good weekend and I'm so excited to share this time with you guys. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show as well. We've known each other for what, a good sort of three, four years now? Yeah, pushing on four years now. Yeah, so I was there right at the beginning of Saj's journey, but Saj, introduce yourself to everybody. Who are you and what do you do? Um, it's, I do so many things. My, my mission is uh, to leave everyone that I speak to feeling more hope, more love and inspiration for their lives in any respect, whether it's in marketing, whether it's in business, whether it's speaking on stage. And my vision is to become an international speaker. Speak, I want to speak in more than 40 countries in the world in the next 10 years. I have um, no doubt that you are going to achieve that. Um, you know, I mean, as I said, I was there right in the beginning as this sort of dream was kind of being born and coming into fruition. Um, and I, yeah, I have no, I've watched you kind of go from strength to strength to strength. What are the top sort of topics that you've been speaking about in the last couple of years? Marketing messaging, uh, Facebook advertising, funnels, uh, building that connection between an eyeball with, on a platform uh, and converting them to, to a customer through getting someone to know, like, and trust you. Yeah. And you know, th th this is the thing that I like about you. You're completely authentic and you make people realize that if somebody is going to ever buy from you, they need to like you. They need to believe in you as a human being, yeah. which I think is so important yeah. specifically today in today's day and age with all of these kind of Insta um, famous accounts and things like that authenticity is at the end of the day, the most important thing. Now I want to go back a little bit. How did you get into this? Tell us a little bit about that. So it was, I started a business uh, with a business partner and I'd won the old mutual uh, young entrepreneur award and things went sour and I actually signed away the rights to the business and my shares and the patent for the, pro for the product, not knowing because I'm completely wet be behind the ears. I'm a creative person, so I love to create new things. And there's a scene in, in Social Network where Eduardo Savant says, in all honesty, I thought they were my lawyers. Yeah. Uh, documents that I was signing. I thought they were in my best interest. Mm -hmm. And I remember... Uh, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, told me about this guy, Robin Banks, and we should go for this mind power thing. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to this kind of stuff. This thing is a cult. I, I've seen this. I'm not going. And it was a Saturday morning. And, and for some reason, 
I, I went because um, something she ha- I could had to drive her there. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to come pick her up. So I'd rather just go. And the music started playing and you ran on stage. And that was the first time that I saw you. And because I'd gone into Robin's database, I'd gone into Neil Milan's database as well. And I'd gone to his um, elite entrepreneur at a free event. And the one thing that stood out for me was when he went, when he went bankrupt was that. uh, um, You've got to get yourself a business education. And I. I lost you there for a second. You said when he went bankrupt, he said. When he went bankrupt, Michael Gerber told him that he needs to get a business education. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, everything clicked for me as being a creative, as being an artist, you kind of want to stay away from that business side, but it's so crucial to your success. And I, I literally phoned 36 people that night to sign up for his, for his course, his workshop. And I saw you again that night because you introduced him. And then I went to him in the ad break, and in, in the ad break, the, the <laughs> workshop, the lunch break. And um, I told him about my idea and he says, I need to come speak to you. And I came and spoke to you. And you were the catalyst that kind of put me in this direction of like, have you heard of Brendan Bouchard? Have you heard of this person? I'm like, no, I haven't heard of any one of these people. And that's where everything just started going. And like, it just went, just started meeting new and new, new people getting into the industry, starting at, reg- at the registration desk. Three years later, I'm being introduced to go on to stage, you know, so where you start is not where you end. So, oh. yeah. I, well, first of all, I am both honored and humbled that I had any part to play in, um, in you getting to where you are now. And I couldn't be prouder because um, you are now outselling Neil Milan and Robin Banks in, in, in the programs. And I've watched you do it, you know, like it's crazy and um, crazy in the best possible way, like crazy, yeah. crazy. I actually, I remember that coffee we had in Pine Slopes, you know, where I was like, okay, Satch, get stuck into this, 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 and this. And I never know when I have these conversations with people, whether people will actually take it seriously and kind yeah. of dive onto that road and, you know, take the, the information that I've given because it's just a catalyst, right? It's just the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. And then people do what exactly. they want with it. It's the same as you, you're a teacher whether people listen to what you're saying and actually implement it or not, that, that ends up being their thing. But you have just gone from strength to strength to strength. And yeah, Saj, so proud. So, so, so proud. Good job. I think it's just about holding on to that, that vision. And like, you know, the one thing that you told me was that, um, you know, when I told you this dream and I said, this is what I want to do. And he said, you got to remember, how do you eat an elephant one piece at a time? Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been focusing on is that, you know, I still, at the moment where I was standing at a registration desk, ta- putting name tags on people, I still had that dream. Mm-hmm. But I knew that in order to get to that place first, I had to take this first bite of that elephant as such and then ca- carry on moving and not losing um, faith. Vision, yes, and the faith. Yeah, the sure. vision. And this past weekend, I mean, the two of us were in a room with Paul O'Mahony. I love him so much. He is just one of my favorite people. He is hilarious, guys. If you have not checked him out, you definitely need to check out Paul O'Mahony. He does a bunch of different programs called Rethink. um, And I will interview him at some stage. But 
Saj filled that room. Like he's the one who filled the entire room with people. I think there were between 350 and 400 people in the room. And it had the highest sale conversion that I know of within a room. Um, and that would not have been possible without you getting those people, the right people. Because I think that's the key, right? It's not about just getting anybody in the room. You need the right people in the room. And you did that. Um, so that was amazing. So that, that was fantastic. And that's why I said to Saj, Saj, come on the show and give people 10 actionable things that they can do now, that they can go into their lives, into their businesses and implement right now. And then you guys, if you, if you do these things and they work for you, then you go and check out Saj and you go and check out what programs he's doing. But let's kick it off. Like, what are the 10 things that you think people should be doing? Okay, so number one, the first thing that somebody needs to do is that they really need to tune into their audience. And this is something that I learned from Justin Cohen, is that understanding that it's, it's not about you. The people that you're marketing to don't care about you, and they're not supposed to care about you. Um, you need to tune into them, and you need to dial into their fears um, and their pain points. And you've got to offer them a solution. Mm -hmm. It's not about how great I am. It's about how I can offer you a roadmap to reach your destination. Mm -hmm. Number two is power listening. Listening and creating a marketing feedback loop with your, with your prospective clients to understand what they're thinking. You know, a lot of people harp on on two, two uh, sayings was that Henry Ford said, if I'd asked people what they wanted, they would have wanted faster, um, um, faster horses. Okay. And Steve Jobs said that people don't know what they want until you show it to them. If you read the Steve Jobs book, you'll know that that's not true because they had focus groups that, that came in mm -hmm. and the market will tell you, you know, the one thing I always say is don't stop believing your own BS because you might think that the market is going to react in a specific way and they're going to throw you a complete curveball. So listen to what um, they're trying, what they're saying to you and what the feedback they're giving to you. Number three is, You've got to. Sad, I lost you there again. I'm so sorry. Right. Can you do number three again? So it's all number three is all about talking to people as if they were a human being. I see this far too often when people try to speak on stage or where they try to write emails. They try to be too formal. I call it too downtown Abbey-ish, um, because we need to we need to bring it down and that authenticity. If you make spelling mistakes. If, you, if your grammar is not 100%, if you're using punctuation in different points, that's okay. Because I can tell you one thing, the people who are reading it, they're not English professors. Mm -hmm. they're, going to, they're going to find your message. And if you speak in a specific tone and they start to resonate with it, you're already starting to get people to know and like you. And then it goes on to trust. Number and four is that... With that, with number three, is like the fact that you're not perfect makes you relatable. It's gone are the days where you are wanting to yeah. watch people that are so perfect and you're going to emulate them like that. Like we want people we can relate to these days, right? Because if then you can do it, then I can do it too. Yeah. Like the, the saying is like keeping up with the Jones, the Joneses. We're not, you know, people are tired of keeping up with the Kardashians. And it's, it, if you look at uh, funnel hackers, if you look at marketers, 
the one of the key areas that's come into play in the last two years is vulnerability mm-hmm. is to share a story with somebody. Remember that like, if you talk to somebody, whether you've been, whether you've been, you were, you've been hijacked, sexually abused, uh, you died, you were a cancer survivor. I can guarantee you that 50% of the people are going to say you're trying to, you're feeling sorry for yourself or I don't want to hear this. But the other 50%, that have been through the same trauma as you, that's living through it or living with it, will look at you. We can't, we can only please some, some people just some of the time. So mm-hmm. we've, we've got to be polarizing. That's number five. We've got to polarize um, uh, people. Is that not everyone is going to buy what you're trying to sell. Not everyone is going to click on an ad that um, you're, you're putting out. Remember that you're, you're constantly marketing. Um, yourself in every single thing that you do. Number six is that the first gift that you were ever given when you, when you were born was your name. Mm. That name is your brand. The way that you, the way that somebody, when somebody speaks about, if I have, I've got, I've got two friends. Okay. They, they both, both of the names are, are Michael. Okay. But if you tell me Michael is a bad person. Okay. Which Michael? Because they've both got the same name, but I feel differently about each of them. So when it comes to you putting your brand out there, it's not about the name. It's not about the logo. It's not about how fancy or clean it is. It's about how you make people feel. Mm-hmm. Number six is that sales and marketing go together in everything at, in, at university. I remember when I studied sales and marketing at university, it was still, the textbook still referred to the World Wide Web. Nobody says that. That information is completely outdated. If yeah. anything, sales and marketing needs to be separated because marketing gives somebody the option whether they want to interact with you. Sales is, is presenting somebody an opportunity to change their lives. So often people talk about, I need to close somebody. You know, it's not about closing anybody. It's about opening people. It's about opening them up to a new way that can impact their lives in a positive way. So you don't sell in marketing, you build a connection, you sell in selling. Okay. So that was point number uh, six. Six. I think it was point number six. Okay. Yeah. Point number seven is that because a lot of people also feel bad about selling, you know, like there's yeah. like, you know, there's this perception like, Oh, I hate selling to people and I hate being sold to. But if you understand that there are people out there that when they are selling something to you, they are giving you the opportunity to change your life because they believe yep. so immensely in what they are selling. It changes everything. But that then again is exactly what you were talking about. It's the marketing. It's building that relationship yep. first so that I know I understand and value where this communication and connection is coming from and building that. And then I go, okay, I trust this. Yep. I trust to spend my money, invest it's, in myself. It's like a lot of people come up to me and say, can you please send an email on my behalf and promote my product. Firstly, I haven't used your product. I don't know what your product is. And if it doesn't resonate with me, I'm not going to expose it to, to your database. That makes 100% sense. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I, I, I talk about it like with, with marketing all the way. Susanna, can you hear me? I've yeah. lost you for a yeah, second. No, I've got you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I've got you. 
Hello, can you hear me? Oh, yes, I can hear you. I'm not sure why you can't hear me. Am Susanna, I can you hear me? Am I frozen? No, you're not frozen. Um, are you totally clear on my side? I'm going to turn my phone back on and see if I can get you back. Um, I'm here. Oh, you're back. Okay, yes. I haven't lost you for a second. I had you saying, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Am I <laughs> the whole thing. So you can just come on, pick up where you need. Okay. Cool. So, so one of the things that I, I do is that uh, number seven. So number eight is it's one thing to market well. It's another thing to fulfill. Don't ever market something if you can't fulfill it. Yeah. I, I, make this, I make this demonstration. I did a show uh, two years ago at Voter World and I walked onto stage and I had this big present, this big box wrapped in, 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 a Chris, in Christmas uh, wrapping. And I was walking with it the entire day and everyone kept asking me what's in the, what's in the box and I didn't want to show them. Hmm. I got onto stage and I left the box next to, the, uh, next to where I was speaking. And people kept looking at the box and they asked me like at the end, I, I like, I said, thank you. Thank you. And they clapped and so on. And then I said, but is anyone wondering what's in the box? And everyone put their hand up. So I took the box and I said, who, who here wants this present? And I went down to a lady in the audience and I put the present down on her desk and I said, have, have I built up enough intrigue that makes you want to rip this open? And she's like, yes, I was, I've been dying to rip this open. So she rips it open and the box is empty. Mm. And she's like, what does that mean? I said, I marketed that box so freaking well. Mm. Everyone was looking at it. Everyone wanted to open it. But the moment they opened it, if there was something wonderful in it, you would have felt, you would have felt completely relieved. You felt over the moon. But when you saw nothing, it broke your heart. And that's what we do to clients. We come, we come strong with the marketing and we don't fulfill and we leave them with an empty box. Yeah. Which is so sad. And it happens way too often. Way, way, way too often. So that point, which was number eight, is deliver on what you're marketing. Don't, exactly. don't say yep. that you're going to sell something, bring people in, create a relationship and then not deliver on your promises. That brings, um, I mean, the, the um, four agreements, be impeccable with your word. Be impeccable yeah, yeah. with your word, guys. Okay, cool. Number nine. Cool. <laughs> Number nine is optimism, okay? If you want to survive in marketing, you've got to be optimistic because I can tell you one thing. There's ads that I run that work fantastic. I was actually uh, talking to Paul's marketing team last night and I was showing them my results that I got in the UK. So advertising in the UK and I was sure and I was showing them that I was getting leads for like a dollar 50 and they were completely blown away because they were getting leads for six to ten dollars. And I'm like, how the hell did you get it? So thing. So low, and I'm like, well, you know what? And then, and, and then uh, um, Laura came and asked me, she said, I heard you're like the funnel king of South Africa. And I said, well, I wouldn't say I'm the best, but I'm definitely in the top one. And, um, it, and but the thing is that it doesn't always work out like that. Mm-hmm. There are times where I launch ads and they're complete failures. And more, more often than not, they're going to be the first things, first, the first marketing attempt is going to fail. 
you, you, you can guarantee it. It's going to bomb. And most people say, yeah, I tried this Facebook. I tried this Instagram. I tried this Twitter and it never worked out. It doesn't work out for any of us the first time, yeah. but the more you learn, the more it goes into. And number 10 is all about story. Craft your message in a way that people read it and they can visualize it, create the sound in their, in their minds that, that, um, that their Audrey uh, cortex fires up and create a feeling, uh, activate the limbic system so it can create a feeling and it can lay a memory down on the hippocampus. That's why people remember you. And remember that it take, it's called the strangest syndrome. It takes, up, it takes anywhere between seven and 14 attempts for somebody to see something before they interact with it, okay? So using story and using story that, that's relatable, even if you're on an ad campaign and you talk about one story here that relays into the next story, that relays into the next story, that relays into the next story. I remember I was running a vlog two years ago and the people who, ran, who were watching that vlog every week in that series didn't buy a product until only a year later. Mm. But because we had created, we had uh, dismissed the stranger syndrome, they had, they had got to know us, they got to like us, and then they trust us, which yeah. comes back to what I said in, in the beginning. It's all about know, like, and trust. And, and know, like, and trust are three elements that if you put together, comes to one word, which is authenticity. Absolutely, authenticity. I'm gonna to go to your point number eight, People always forget that. They think, ah, it didn't work. I failed. And then they don't try again. But who, who makes this? Is it Robin who always says this joke, which is so true? Imagine we said that when we were trying to learn to walk. Oh, no, those steps didn't work. I, didn't, I wasn't able to pull myself yeah. up and take a few steps. Let's just give up. You're going to fail, guys. Embrace the failure as an opportunity of learning. Oh, that didn't work. Okay, what didn't work about it? Let's go and try it again. Sad. So lovely chatting to you. Thank you so much for coming on to Ocean's Vibe. Where can people find you, follow you, get in touch? Well, they can find me on Facebook at Talk at S-A-J-E-N-T-A-L-K. That's on Facebook as in the same handle on Instagram. Amazing. And if they want, want to pop me a message on Facebook, I'm more than happy to reply and get into contact. Fantastic, fantastic. Guys, thank you for tuning in. I will be back just after a short break, so don't go anywhere. I've got exciting stuff coming up, and I will be posting um, links to Sage's. I'll connect you on Facebook and on um, Instagram so that people can go directly to you. I will be back in just a minute.